Hello and God bless. My name is Chris King, and you're listening to the Lions Cast. Today is February 17th, 2022, and I am your host, Chris King. Don't forget to follow us at lionspath.us. You can also find us on Gab by the same names. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing the problem with reactionary conservatism. It's been a problem ever since Donald Trump lost the election. Let's be real. And he lost bigly. In fact, he lost by so much, conservatives wonder if maybe the election might have been stolen. In fact, they wonder that so much they raided a federal capitol because of it. I saw people kick their feet up on senators' desks. They took selfies of each other. I think I even saw one guy walking around in a burlap sack with giant horns on his head. Oh yes, folks, this is today's reactionary conservative, and that's what we're going to focus on. And there's a lot of things going on in this world right now. We have trucker convoys, and even as we speak right now, the uh, Ottawa Police Department is now rounding up these uh, truckers and the protesters in the capital city. And to be fair, Uh, I went on at the beginning of February and warned that this would happen. I said that this is a war you're not going to win. You're just not. These types of protests by conservatives never yield any fruit but bad fruit. They don't yield anything good. It's always bad. And the same thing applies to these trucker convoys. I warned that they were going to seize your funds, that they were not going to release them. I'm surprised GoFundMe even released some funds. But now, they're not releasing anything. They've seized them all. And the problem is, is that the only thing that these outbursts accomplish is that they solidify the right's reputation as extremists who need to be eradicated from society. That's the reality of it. We already have a hard enough road as Christian conservatives. It makes it even worse when we have these ridiculous outbursts that, again, don't yield any good fruit. It's only bad fruit. That's the problem. And the unintended consequences of these types of things, especially uh, blockades, is that we're painted as the bad guy. Now, we are a hindrance to the supply chain and to society at large. That's the problem. And I know that conservatives, when they hear me say these things, they say, well, what else are we supposed to do? You know, we we don't have any any uh, anything else we can do. Well, sure you do. Sure you do. You can move by gaining institutional advantage over your opponents. 
you can move into positions of institutional power. And to be fair, that's what we're doing. We're doing that all across the country. Okay, we are seeing conservatives put in positions of power. The problem is, is that it's too little too late. We should have been doing these things decades ago. Decades. Back when everybody was fat and sassy, listening to Bill O'Reilly on Fox News. And instead, the liberals were the ones that were hunkering down and seeping into the high places of society. And consequently, you're seeing the fallout of that now. This is just a prime example what's going on in Ottawa. It's a prime example of how liberals have been able to gain institutional advantage to the point where they can seize your bank accounts now. This is what's going on. Hank Kuhneman, a so-called prophetic voice in the charismatic church, uh, said on January 26th, or I'm sorry, uh, well, yeah, it would have been January 26th, um, he claimed that this trucker convoy uh, would result in reform and the beginning of a new era. That is what he said on his Facebook page. And, you know, these types of you know, prophetic incitements by the American prophets are the, the types of things that send us down a road to nowhere. I'm not sure what's going through Hank's mind uh, and other prophetic voices that get up and say these things. I don't know if they're just trying to, uh, you know, shill for the thing that's uh, acceptable in people's eyes, if they're too afraid to to speak the truth, I don't know. Maybe they're just telling their followers what they want to hear. I don't know, but the point is, is that he prophesied it. And that's what he says here. It has been prophesied that dissatisfaction among the people would lead to a righteous rebellion, and with this rebellion would come reform in the beginning of a new era. That's what he said. And I was saying the exact opposite. I was saying, you are headed down a road to nowhere. Your funds are going to be seized. This is a war you're not going to win, and you're going to be labeled an extremist that needs to be swooped up and taken care of. And that's exactly what happened. I said that on Fe uh, February 2nd, and I kept narrating this whole thing. I would say, this is what's going to happen, and literally a day or two later, that's what would happen. Your funds were seized. And this is how it's going to go for conservatives who want to do things unlawfully. If you want to start doing things lawfully and playing by the rules, and I'm not talking about man's rules, I'm talking about God's rules. Play by his rules. Seep into the political arenas, your local school boards. Those are making a difference, to be perfectly honest with you. I have some articles here. Uh, conservatives open a new front in elite school admission wars. Apparently, the Pacific Legal Foundation is now suing elite public high schools that are changing their admission policies to diversify their student body. This is what I'm talking about. Getting in to 
the high places of government. Start with your city councils. Run for city council. Run for mayorship. If you feel like you need to move on to state politics, move on to state politics. Get into the legislatures. If you want to go federal, then go federal. You know, these are the things that we need to be doing. But the fact is, is that when we have these large-scale types of protests and, and uh, insurrections, as they call them, it looks bad. Okay? It looks bad. It looks like we're rabble-rousers, like we're the old Jewish zealots of the Roman Empire. And you saw what happened to the zealots, didn't you? The city and the sanctuary were destroyed in 70 AD. That's how far that revolt got them. So we can learn from lessons of the past, do things lawfully. And we're not even under Roman occupation. You know, most of us, you couldn't even begin to imagine what being under Roman occupation was all about. This is far better. We have a supposedly democratic society. And we do have, in all reality, we have conservatives being elected to office. And we're seeing that. The problem is, is it might be too little too late. That's the problem. Anyway, this trucker convoy... A lawyer uh, for a class action lawsuit against the Freedom Convoy, I guess, filed a suit um, back a couple of weeks ago. It was a class action lawsuit. And uh, basically, uh, it is a a $9.8 million case that is open to as many as 6,000 downtown residents who live in or close to the demonstration's red zone. This is a class action lawsuit that's being filed now. And I think it's interesting. You know, you have these organizers like Tamara Leach, and I think his name is B.J. Dichter or something like that, and others. You know, and, and now these, these two, along with other organizers, are caught in a quandary. Because they are named in the lawsuit. Yes, Tamara Leach is named in this lawsuit. And here she is in control of approximately $10 million in a uh, give-send-go crowdfunding account. So imagine what's going to happen with those funds. Where do you think those funds are going to go if this class-action lawsuit is awarded for the plaintiffs. You see, these are things you've got to think about. You know, and Tamara Leach and B.J. Dichter and others, you know, not only are they going to be held criminally responsible, at least some of them, but they're also going to be held civilly responsible. And they might be tempted to take this money, this $10 million that they have, and direct it to the... the uh, class action lawsuit, if and when it ever becomes a thing. And that is the big question. And a lot of people are talking about cryptocurrency now, you know, saying that, well, governments can't regulate or, 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 or track it. Well, sure, if you're on the dark web, if they don't know who they're looking for, But the problem is, is that when they know who they're looking for, they know who the organizers are, 
They know what their bank account numbers are. It, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter anymore. They, they, because all cryptocurrency at some point has to be deposited. It has to be deposited and turned into actual currency that you can use. So cryptocurrency is not necessarily your answer. Because if they know who they're looking for, then they're going to be able to track you. They're going to track the trucker convoy organizers. And that's just the reality of it. Now, there's some other things that we need to talk about. Um, Some of the things that just get pushed aside because we're so focused on these convoys and, 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 and conservatives are up in arms now because of a Durham investigation release. And thinking that Hillary Clinton is going to go to prison. Let me be clear. Hillary Clinton will never see one day in prison. In fact, just to make it crystal clear, Donald Trump would see a prison cell before Hillary Clinton would. And I'm not saying Donald Trump will see one. I'm just saying his odds are greater than Hillary Clinton's. One of the stories that some of you might have missed here in the last week is that Giuliani, remember him? Rudy Giuliani, Trump's attorney, is now in talks to testify to a House January 6th panel. So it's not really clear what kind of assistance he's going to give to these people, but He's in discussion because he may be seeking to avoid a potential costly legal fight over he was uh, over a subpoena he was issued last month. He's also facing a defamation lawsuit from Dominion Voting Systems. They're actually suing him for carrying out a disinformation campaign of demonstrably false claims that he can't support. That's the problem. See, you can believe the election was stolen all you want, but here's the problem. You can't really prove it to any demonstrable credibility. You can't do it. That's the problem in court, is that you can, you can get on social media and say the election was stolen all you want. Here's a 30-second video of a guy, you know, dumping votes or whatever. Well, you know, that doesn't matter in court. So there's a lot of things happening that uh, you need to be aware of. They are closing in on Donald Trump and this January 6th debacle. I don't call it an insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. It was just hundreds of people playing the fool. That's all they were doing. Just acting like morons. They were caught up in the emotions of the moment. They thought that their god, Emperor Trump, was going to back them, and he didn't. He turned his back on them, and they were arrested, and many of them are still sitting in jail today, even over a year later. And you have to understand, these movements, you know, they're largely reactionary. That's what they are. And they're trying to throw the lid over a pot that's already boiling over. Okay? 
It's already boiling over. You had decades to do this kind of thing when things were calmer. Okay, but now everybody is so divided and the pot is boiling over that now you're trying to just throw a lid on it, just just get it contained. Well, you can't. You can't do it with these reactionary types of protests because you are going to be labeled the extremist. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. You're not going to see good fruit out of these types of protests. And I know there's a lot of conservatives that say, well, BLM and anarchists get away with it. Well, yes, because they have advocates who hold institutional power in this country. That's why they get away with it. And and to be fair, they don't always get away with it. There's plenty of BLM uh, rioters that were arrested. There have been plenty of anarchists that have been arrested. But the reason why their movements succeed is because they are grievances based on social justice and they have many advocates of the same in politics and in high places of society. That's why they win. Because they have been working at this for decades. While conservatives have been sitting on the sidelines doing God knows what. That's the problem. I should bring to your attention something else while we're here on the subject of extremism. You may have heard that uh, the gunmaker Remington, this is very important. So Remington, the gunmaker, apparently entered into a settlement with the families of the Sandy Hook victims And Remington's insurance company has agreed, no doubt under their general liability policy, to pay out an award of $73 million. $73 million to the families of these Sandy Hook victims. Now, I want you to think about the implications of this. I know that there's, there's a lot of people out there on the, on the right that are downplaying this. Oh, no. And that's just because they're, you know, they're, trying to, uh, they're trying to just hope and pray to God that this isn't a precedent. Well, unfortunately, it is a precedent. It's setting a precedent. And some of you may not realize this, but there's certain states that have now enacted statutes along these lines, where people can take civil action against gun makers for doing this type of stuff. See, you, you don't hear all the news. You're so wrapped up in trucker convoys and, and Hillary Clinton going to prison that you don't bother paying attention to things that, are actu- that actually matter, that are actually happening. And that's what's happening. States are now taking these statutes and putting them into law. But this was a civil issue that uh, apparently Remington's insurance company agreed to pay. Uh, not sure why. It doesn't make any... If, if I build a gun and I sell it lawfully to another person who comes along and wants to purchase it, and they take it home, and another person comes along and takes their gun without their consent, and uses it in the commission of a crime, how in the world is that my problem? 
I built the gun, I sold it legally to person B. And person C used it in the commission of a crime. Why is person A responsible? Makes no sense. These, these should be troubling and startling revelations for anybody listening right now. Well, it's not a precedent. You bet it's a precedent. Because laws are being passed in states where a gunmaker is responsible. I know California is one of those states now. So, we need to be focused on stuff like, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. You can be a reactionary conservative, or you can begin to fight lawfully about things that actually matter. Like your Second Amendment rights. The last time I checked, I do believe the Second Amendment is enshrouded in the Bill of Rights. So your Bill of Rights are being undermined by civil action. That's the problem. See, it's not necessarily criminal action, although there there is that too. But it's being undermined by civil suits. That's what they're trying to do. So these are important things that you need to understand. Yesterday, the Justice Department sued Missouri over its gun rights law. So the law is known as the Second Amendment Preservation Act. There's other states that have it too, including West Virginia. But apparently Missouri's has uh, way sharper teeth than uh, uh, Merrick Garland likes. Uh, Apparently, there's a provision that allows citizens to sue any local police agency for $50,000 for every incident in which they can prove that their right to bear arms was violated, provided they were not flouting state law. The DOJ argued that Missouri rammed through the state's law last spring Uh, and that it violates the supremacy clause of the Constitution, which prohibits states from overriding federal statute. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. So Merrick Garland is claiming that a state law violates the supremacy clause of the Constitution, but all of these states like California and New York and others which have laws that restrict people's rights to carry firearms against the Second Amendment, that apparently does not violate the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution, even though their rights are enshrouded in the Second Amendment. See, this is the type of evil that you're up against. And this is why it's so important that you move into positions of power in this country. Yes, it might be too little too late. It might be. But we have to try. The Justice Department said a state cannot simply declare federal laws invalid. Well, like I said, the irony is thick here because states like California and New York do this all the time with gun rights. They make the Second Amendment null and void. And yet, here the Department of Justice is saying that a state that frees up the Second Amendment in their state, they cannot do such a thing. 
This is the lunacy we're talking about here. So we have lots of things on the horizon, you know, that are coming down the pike in this country. We've got to start thinking about it. We've got to start using our brains, doing things lawfully. And I'm talking about according to God's laws, not man's laws, because sometimes those conflict. So we need to do things honorably with integrity and in good faith. And I know it's boring and sometimes it's slow, but that's what we have to do. Because storming capitals and forming blockades in capital cities is not going to answer your problems. It's only going to exacerbate the situation. It's only going to make you look like the Nazi, the totalitarian extremist movement that's trying to encroach on democracy. I want to play for you a clip. Uh, This was uh, yesterday. Uh, Tamara Leach, uh, one of the main organizers of the uh, trucker convoys of 2022, put this out on, uh, I, I guess, social media somewhere. This is what she has to say. There's a pretty good chance. Well, I think it's inevitable at this point. But uh, I'll probably be going somewhere tomorrow where I'll be getting three square meals a day. <laughs> and that's okay. I, um, I'm okay with that. And I want you to know that I'm not afraid. That was Tamara Leach basically insinuating that she would be on her way to jail very soon. And it's very possible. Um, You know, uh, like I said, uh, when you do things unlawfully, you're going to pay the consequences for it. And I know that there's a lot of conservatives out there that would strongly disagree. They would say, nope, we, we need to do this. We need to take violent action. We need to overthrow this government. And I'm telling you, this is not 1776, guys. Okay, it's not 1776 where King George only has cannons and flotillas above you. This is the year 2022, where our government has the most advanced equipment on the planet. F-15s with laser-guided bombs. Aircraft carriers the size of four football fields. That's just to start. They are far more advanced than they were in 1776. Now, I'm not suggesting that they would use the military on you. Of course, I'm not suggesting that they wouldn't. I'm just simply saying that they are far more powerful than King George was. So you need to think about these things before you act. Just because you have an AR-15 or 10 of them at home doesn't mean you're going to win a war. We need to do things lawfully as much as we can. Now, one of my biggest problems is with these false prophets. And, you know, maybe they're false or maybe they're real prophets that just had a bad day. But they constantly cheerlead these conservatives down a road to nowhere. 
And then they move on to some other false vision later on when everything implodes. And I guess my question is, is how long are you going to entertain these false prophecies? How long are you going to continue to listen to these people who perpetuate falsehoods almost on a weekly basis? They do. And you know it. They told you that Donald Trump would be reinstalled into office in March of 2021. Then it was November. And then big things were going to happen. Big, big things were going to happen. And they never happened. And of course, all this time I was saying, no, he will never be back in office again. And of course, I was right. You need to start listening to people who actually hear from the Spirit of God or who are actually right in their personal predictions, if that's what you want to call it. Quit listening to those that give you false visions in order to make you feel better. I mean, that's really what it is. They just want you to feel better. They want you to uh, subscribe to their ministries. They want you to give to their ministries. They want you to follow them on social media. They're just looking for the, for the clicks. You know, you need to understand that. They're grifters. They're just religious grifters is all that they are. And we all know how Jesus treated grifters when he saw them in the temple of his father. So be careful with these people. Start paying attention to people who may not always deliver the good news, but the bad news that they deliver is at least truthful. It's at least honest. That's what we do here at LionsCast. That's what I do at my ministry, Lions Path. That's what we do. We, we speak the good news and sometimes the bad. But it's all for the glory of God, and it's all to promote truth. Whether, like I said, it's something you want to hear or something you don't. So, just remember, folks, you can, you can give your opponents um, an actual reason to label you a violent extremist, and they will seize your bank accounts and get you fired from your jobs and have you eradicated from society. Uh, or you can do things lawfully and gain the institutional advantage, okay? Don't make things harder for yourselves than they already are. And I want to thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Chris King.